day is not off to a good start. <laughs> it is Saturday, November 7th. Hope I got the date right there. The deer do not care about dates. So I can just tell you that it's an important date for deer hunters because it's kind of the end of the chasing here in northeastern Pennsylvania. That'll be fading out today, tomorrow, maybe Monday, and then moving into the tending period of the rut where the deer can actually uh, breed, where the bucks are tending does that are in estrus and that are receptive and all that jazz. That is not the topic of this podcast. That is not why I just turned on this microphone in the car on my way back to my hunting location. Yes, I am headed back to my hunting location. Today is not going well. Not going well at all. And I'm not a happy camper. I'm not a happy camper at all. So I get up this morning, four o'clock, alarm goes off, phone wakes me up. I got eight and a half hours of sleep. I really am not upset about that, right? I went to bed at 7.30, fall right asleep because I've been doing this all week on and off. So my body is ready for this. I get up, I get around, I get my shower done. I'm 100% scent free, as scent free as can be. That's a little bit of work. You guys who go through those scent free regimens, you know, that's a little bit of work. It's not an easy task. But I go through that whole process take my clothes that my wife has very kindly laundered and made scent-free, right? All that stuff's done. Get my bags of scent-free clothes. Everything's in the car. Most of the gear, like the boots, all that kind of stuff stays in the car anyway. Backpacks already in the car. And I head out to the hunting location. And I get there and I'm at the hunting location an hour to an hour and a half before sunrise at least an hour before legal shooting light is what I like to try to be there and be set up for. So I'm there very, very early on time. Everything had gone well. Everything had gone perfectly. I get to the stand. It's a little difficult getting in. You're a little loud because it is a frosty morning. It was 26 degrees according to the thermometer on the car, on the dash here on the car. So it was. it's a frosty morning. Okay, not a problem frosty morning. We get out there and when I say we, I mean me and Bungie the third, right? That's who's heading into the woods today. That's the plan. So the, me and the Scorpid Deathstalker 420. We get to the stand very carefully, set up the field cam, the, the pack the cam off to the side, got that all set up. I got batteries all set up for the various cameras, charge them overnight. Everything is set and ready to go and make use of what is probably our last good chance today and this frosty morning to kill a big buck in the kingdom of Bungie. This is the last big day that I'll have to hunt where they'll be cruising and you'll have that opportunity to get a buck who probably hasn't even been on the property before. Maybe, maybe he's just going to show up out of the blue looking for a doe. And while he cruises through, maybe I get a shot. That's kind of what we're looking for here, right? This happened before, it happened last year, November 3rd. Shot a nice eight point buck. A buck I believe to be a nice three-year-old, which is my first three-year-old Pennsylvania buck. Pretty happy about that. So these things happen. And I've seen other really nice bucks cruising through 
this time of year. This is kind of the last day for me because I got a busy work schedule on Monday. Got to work. Got to work next week. Took some time off this week. Kind of done taking time off chasing bucks that may or may not show up. Anyway, I get to the stand. I'm all set up. I go to cock the Scorpid Deathstalker and learn that I do not have a cocking sled in my backpack. I don't have anything to cock the crossbow with. Got lots of arrows. Got a nice tow rope to lift it up into the tree stand. Doesn't do me much good to have an uncocked crossbow in a tree stand. So I sit and ponder what I'm going to do. And part of me was just saying, well, this is a sign you shouldn't be out here. Go home and hang it up. Go edit some videos. Go home and work on Genevieve's big, big buck video from Maryland. Get that done. Post that. That's a better use of your time than pretending you're going to shoot something today. But man, I went through all this effort to get out here. So part of me was thinking maybe I'll climb up the tree stand and just take pictures of bucks that I could have shot, right? That'd be a lot of fun. I'm a camera guy. I'm a filming guy. I like to make videos. That'd make a neat video, having some footage. And the circumstances were so perfect, too, because walking in today on the way over on the road, I saw zero deer along the road. I did not kick out any deer, to my knowledge, going into the tree stand. And other days this week, that was absolutely a problem. I don't know if it was a problem, but it was just something that happened. I don't like kicking deer out when I go in because, man, it's like maybe they don't come back, that kind of thing. They're alerting other deer. Deer pick up on the behaviors of other deer. It can be a problem. So I do try to avoid that. Man, you know, I'm thinking if I got to go back up to the house, go back to the car, maybe the cocking sled is in the car. So I go, maybe that solves the problem, right? I get up there and we'll have the cocking sled and we'll just come back down. Still be in here 45 minutes before daylight. So I walked back up to where I parked, got in the car, or got to the car. I did not get into the car because I didn't have any keys. I had left them in my backpack down at the tree stand. Why would I carry my backpack out when I don't need the backpack, right? I'm coming back. So that's great. So I have to walk all the way back down again through the woods, through the crunchy leaves, get down there. And if I haven't left an odor before, now I've left an odor because I'm sweating really good now, even though I'm scent free. And it's a clean sweat. Let's just keep our fingers crossed. But I make my way back down there and making all kinds of noise and racket, get the stupid backpack and head back up to the car. I get in the car. There is no cocking rope in the car that I can locate. I've got a lot of extra stuff in the car that probably doesn't need to be in here, but no cocking rope that I can find. Great. So now I'm stuck going back to the house. At least I got keys to do so. I go back to the house, look all over the basement, can't find a cocking rope there either. And when I say cocking rope, I'm talking about a cocking sled. It's like a sled thing, but it's got ropes on it. I'm big on not having a crank. And one reason I don't like cranks is because it takes a while to crank back a crossbow. It's not as quick as using a rope cocker. The other reason I don't like cranks is because, in my experience, there's extra equipment that you might not have. That crank goes on and off. And if you don't have the crank on a crossbow that you need to crank, 
you are not cocking that crossbow. You might recall Genevieve had that problem at our second ever Death by Bungie meet and greet where she became a second generation crossbow hunter. She took a shot on a wild boar. We went to look for it, the big old 500 pounder. And uh, she went to take a follow-up shot, okay, and couldn't do so because she had left the crank back at the other location. And lesson learned, you don't go anywhere without your crank. Well, you should go watch that video. It's quite a video. And it took some real stick to for my daughter to get through that circumstance, right? To get through that tough situation. And actually, she's stronger for it. That's one of the reasons I don't like cranks, too, the extra equipment. Well, here I am, and I recognize that a rope cocker or a sled cocker is extra equipment. And if you don't have it, you're out of luck. And that's kind of what's going on here, right? With the original bungee, if you recall that crossbow with the giant limbs, 36 inches wide uncocked, I'm not joking. 39 and a half inches, probably more than that now with a bigger stirrup, but long, right? It's over 40 inches long probably now. This giant crossbow uses a rope cocker, but that rope cocker always stayed on the crossbow. I was in a routine, and that, my friends, is the topic of this podcast. That is the point of this podcast. The old saying, beware the man who shoots one gun. I love that saying. I have quoted that time and again on Death by Bungie. Beware the man that shoots one gun. And the reason for that is he gets really good at it. You get into a habit, into a routine. Those habits, routines, and practices that we develop as crossbow hunters, that define our crossbow methods, those are invaluable. I have over a decade of experience with the original bungee cocking that back, cocking those giant limbs back with that rope cocker, and then putting the rope cocker in my left pocket. Why in my left pocket? I don't know, just because it's always in my left pocket, and I know where it is when I need it next time. At the end of my hunt, if I've shot something, I simply put the rope cocker back on the crossbow, and it stays on the crossbow. I always have it. If I haven't shot, then I have to decock it, in which case I'm using the rope cocker, and that leaves the cocking rope on bungee right where you want it. It's right there, ready for next time. So I never lose that crossbow cocking rope. I don't do that. This one's different. It is a sled cocker. And I think what happened the last time I was hunting, I was down at a different stand, down at the dump stand. I got out of the stand at dark and I didn't have my backpack. I've been hunting a little bit lighter, not carrying a backpack in. I'm wearing scent lock clothing and it's got a lot of pockets. So I'm packing those pockets with all the goodies that I need. And that works just fine. That's great. Uh, but not having a backpack, I didn't have a backpack to put my rope cocker in. Instead, I hung the rope cocker around my neck as a necklace, which is kind of neat. It's something that Scorpid users do, I think. I learned that from friend of Bungie Ken at the third ever Death by Bungie meet and greet. He also shoots a Scorpid, and that's the way he was wearing his 
talking sled. And I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. Maybe that's what us Scorpion users do, right? So I'll be one of the cool kids and wear it out of the woods that way. And it's convenient. It works. But I don't know where I put it when I got back to the car. That's the problem. And I'm hoping it's not laying on the ground down there under that tree stand. Okay, because that's where I left it when I was in the tree stand. I cocked it on the ground, left the rope down at the bottom. I don't need it in the stand because I am not cocking that crossbow in these tree stands. These tree stands are very small. They're, they're pretty tight spaces, the new tree stands that I've got in the Kingdom of Bungie. They are one-man tree stands, ladder stands, and, and it's when they say one-man, they're one-man. There's no shooting rail. There's no side rails. There's nothing. You're just sitting here, right? Well... I ran back home. That's how this story is going to... We're catching up to the current time here, which appears to be 726. The sun is rising, officially rising. I'm looking out in a field to my left. I don't see any deer. I look out in the field to my right. Don't see any deer. These are big ag fields, hay fields on both sides of the road here. But it is a beautiful, frosty morning. And maybe I can salvage it. Maybe I can't. But I am heading back... I got home and could not find that cocking sled. I'm heading back to the kingdom of Bungie with Bungie. Can you believe that? This is the uh, at least the second time this year where Bungie has been called back into action because another crossbow couldn't get the job done. Something was wrong. Genevieve broke a limb on Bungie Jr. That crossbow, nowhere near as dependable as the original Bungie. It will never be as dependable. There's nothing you can do to a 285-pound drawweight crossbow that's going to make it as dependable as a 175-pound drawweight crossbow. That lower drawweight, just, there's just not as much stress on the overall crossbow. The whole thing, whether it's the limbs, the nuts, the bolts, the trigger, the whole bit. Nothing has as much stress on it because it's just not holding back as much tension. I mean, that's pretty basic, pretty common sense to me. I can cock the original bungee, by the way, with my bare hands. I cannot cock the Scorpid Deathstalker 420 with my bare hands. And I know that for a fact because I tried that this morning. <laughs> well, anyway. I am on my way back to the Kingdom of Bungie at 7.28 a.m. now. It is 25 degrees. It's actually gotten one degree cooler since I left the Kingdom of Bungie 30 minutes ago. So maybe we can salvage this morning. Maybe we cannot. But regardless, Bungie and I hope that your crossbow hunting seasons are going better than ours so far. Well, that was the end of that rant. <laughs> and I can confirm that that day in the crossbow woods in the kingdom of Bungie, it was a much better day than it started out. I can't say I shot a deer because I didn't. Can't say I saw a whole bunch of deer. I saw some, but it was definitely worth going back. Does the curse of Bungie continue? That's a good question. I think really what we're seeing, of course, is the unfamiliarity with a new crossbow. The familiarity that I developed over 12 years of use with that older, slower crossbow really 
really counts for something. I'm in a matter of months of building that familiarity with this newer crossbow with Bungie the Third. I don't have as much time in the woods with it. Shot it a bunch in the backyard. That'll only take you so far. I've hunted with it, both in spring gobbler, the backyard, shot a woodchuck with it, went woodchuck hunting with it. I've taken it to the meet and greet where Genevieve shot a wild boar with it. I shot a doe in Maryland with it. It's a fantastic crossbow. It's worth getting to know a little better, but it's going to take time to do that. I'm over 40 deer in on the original bungee and a bear and wild hogs and all these other animals. When you have that level of familiarity, it's hard to break our habits, right? Anybody who's tried to you know, break a bad habit knows that once those habits are formed, they are not easy to change. Just for the record, that was Saturday, the 6th of November. And I can tell you now that the curse continued throughout the entire crossbow season here in Pennsylvania. And I finished up the crossbow season, which ended this week as I record this updated portion of the podcast, ended this week with zero deer for me in Pennsylvania. Shot the doe in Maryland. Genevieve killed two deer in Maryland, zero deer in Pennsylvania. Not a problem, right? I mean, I was a little more particular this year because we've got a freezer full of venison. Shot a bear, got all this other stuff filling up the freezers. All kinds of food to last us until the next season, to last us two seasons, probably even longer. That's wonderful. I have no complaints. If I could connect on a nice buck, Maybe that would be different. Maybe we would have yet another deer in the freezer, right? But I'm going to be a little more particular this season just because we've already already filled up the freezers, right? That day, however, Saturday the 6th, I want you to know I did spend the entire day in the woods. And it didn't live up to what I had hoped, perhaps, but it certainly lived up to what a November 6th day should live up to, which was a beautiful day, great weather, chilly, uh, no precipitation that day. And I want you to know, I did return to that same stand on the upper lot by the Ridge Staging Food Plot. But then I went and had lunch in the Ridge Staging Food Plot blind, very briefly. I had a can of ravioli that I ate cold that I had to put in my coat and uh, get up to my body temperature just to warm the can up so it wasn't frozen. And uh, then I made my way down to the dump stand again, right? And I sat the entire midday from about 10 o'clock probably until 2 o'clock or so at that stand location. And I want you to know that when I got there, I found the cocking sled, as I feared, laying on the ground under that tree stand. Now, fortunately, no animal came by, no trespassers came by and carried it away, but my plan of letting it sit there on the ground while I packed up my gear and then putting it around my neck and wearing it out of the woods proudly in the form of a necklace, that plan did not uh, come to fruition. Let's put it that way. I kind of dropped the ball. So I left it there, but I found it. So that's good news. So I did have it. And the weird part was, here I am sitting in the woods now with two crossbows. I made my way after that. I sat in that tree stand with the original bungee because I was there at that tree stand with the original bungee just like I had sat at the other tree stand earlier that morning. 
And after that midday sit, I made my way back to the Ridge Staging food plot where I had both the original Bungie and Bungie 3.0, the slick black Cadillac, sitting next to me in the blind and shifted crossbows and set up with the Bungie 3.0 in case a deer came in. Now, I did have, just to give you a little heads up here, and eventually I'll have a video sort of doing a wrap up on this. I did have a button buck come in, nice little button buck came in. And a little bit after that, a little while after that, I had a, a doe fawn come in and join them in the ridge staging food plot. And they ate for a while. 45 minutes later, I'm looking at this little crack in the zipper, just a little bit of unzipped window looking down over the uh, bank there. And I saw a big old nanny coming up through there. This is probably half an hour before the end of, uh, before sunset. And she made her way up and they started eating. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic because it's November 6th. What do we know about November 6th? That doe might be putting out the vibe. You know what I'm saying? She might be alerting a big buck that, hey, I'm about to come into estrus or I am in estrus. Will you come and hang out with me? And I was thinking, the stage is set for some buck to eventually, right before dark, make his way up there and join them in the ridge staging food plot. That never happened. Actually, after dark, I can tell you that all of those deer bedded down and just decided to spend the evening and ruminate right there in front of me in the ridge staging food plot. So here I am stuck. I'm held captive, held hostage, unable to get out of the blind. I kept shining my light out there off my little headlamp and yep, there's still eyeballs looking right at me. So what I ended up doing is I took the scorpid, which was cocked and ready to, ready to take a shot. I put the decocking arrow in it and I fired that decocking arrow into the ground outside the blind. And then I looked with my light and those deer were still sitting out there looking at me. It didn't spook them away. <laughs> That's one of the downsides of the quieter crossbows. That crossbow was quiet enough that it didn't scare those deer off. They're alerted. They know something weird's going on. But so finally I got out. When I started walking around, they picked up on it and they took off. So I, I spooked those deer. I'm not going back to that food plot. That wasn't the plan. The season's now over, but I was really planning to hunt up until midday in the tree stands on the travel corridors for the remainder of the season in those two different tree stand locations. And um, still didn't see those big bucks that I was hoping for. But nonetheless, so we did in fact, have some deer. I've been seeing some deer. I've had them in the food plots, that sort of thing. And later in the season, Genevieve and I will get on a deer, or maybe more, in one of the food plots, I am sure. Is that the curse? Is it the curse of Bungie? Is the curse of Bungie really just a lack of familiarity with my weapon of choice? Is it a lack of familiarity with my one gun? And am I a two-gun shooting, two-crossbow shooting guy? Is that the problem? And I'm thinking it is. I think over time, we'll, we'll get past that. We will get past that. Thanks for listening to this long, rambling update from the kingdom of Bungie. And until next time, all hail Bungie. Bungie.